When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. Too much stress on your relationship? If the stress is on you and you bring it home, you can contaminate that relationship. You said, I have a problem because I come home and they don't do right. I just want to let this go so that I can come home and be a dad. If I tell you how to shift gears on this, you gonna do it? I will listen, yes. How to save your marriage from the brink. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Some say it's a hard life, but it's hard for us all. Always hold on. In 10, Always 9, be strong. Reach out. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Stand by, camera 6. Go, Dr. Phil. Now, the question today is really very serious. How can you save a marriage torn apart by the stress of your job? As we all know, if you've got a job without stress, <laughs> you don't have a job. You know, you just go stand somewhere and they give you money. Jobs have stress to them, and sometimes we take that home. We've all had those really tough days at work. But then you bring home all of that baggage and dump it. Where? On your family, on your spouse. Or you bottle it up inside and shut yourself off so you become emotionally unavailable and unplugged from your loved ones. Now, if that's something you can relate to, you're going to like today's show. Now, I want you to imagine this. What if your workday was as tough as this? Scenes like these are all too familiar in the extreme world of police officers and firefighters. They frequently look death in the face and make risky decisions every single day. Their stress levels are intense. Now, what kind of toll do these adrenaline-charged jobs have? For them, bringing home their work has disastrous effects. It's estimated that 75 to 90% of their marriages end up in divorce. Did you hear that? 75 to 90% of these people that are out there working for us. Now, we're going to get some real insight into their private battles. If we can offer these brave officers and firemen and women solutions to repair their relationships, maybe the same tools will work for you and your marriage, especially if your spouse is a workaholic in an intense profession. Our first guests are Ty and Wendy. She's a nurse, he's a police officer, and their marriage of 11 years has already become a statistic and ended in divorce. Ty's job was part of the reason that we got divorced. The control issues and the parenting style that he has started when he was a correctional officer and just escalated as he changed into a police officer. 
I do believe it affected my marriage. Just the stress of knowing what I was going into, because at any time, they could throw substances on you, they could spit on you, you know, they can attack you from behind the bars. And then going home and knowing that Wendy and I couldn't relate on that issue because she hadn't been there. As soon as he became a correctional officer, Ty's attitude started changing, the way he handled the house, as in running my house like a jail. I was still in correctional officer mode, so I would respond to Wendy and the kids as if they were prisoners in their own home. I brought the attitude of not letting my guard down, then when something little or major would happen, it would just explode. Well, then Ty went from working in a jail to being a police officer, and his marriage paid the price. I believe being a police officer has affected our marriage. It's like he's always a cop. Everywhere we go, everything we do, he's always a cop. There's a lot of stress in our home. We walk on eggshells and we're careful how loud we are and what we say. Ty does do a lot of intimidation. If he can't get the situation under control, he likes to become verbally abusive. He would call names to get the kids to do what he wants. He would grab them by the back of the neck like he did mates as he arrested them. He will even lead them around where he wants them to be if He's got a chore to show them exactly what he wants done. When he arrests people, that's a very common stance. When he graduated from college and became a, a full-time nurse, we had some other issues going on where she was gone a lot. I was home a lot by myself. He was going out partying for months, and I had no idea. He ended up having a couple one-night stands. It lasted for about three months or so before when he found out about it, and at that time, we separated. The stress on the job, bringing the stuff home, Wendy not understanding where I'm coming from led us down the road to where we eventually separated and divorced. So, Ty and Wendy are wondering whether or not they should get back together. Right now, Ty and I are trying to get things back together. We've been separated now for 10 months and divorced for nine months now. We actually spend a lot of time together now. Um, we started marriage counseling, and we really want to work out our marriage. I am hesitant about going forward with this. I'm still a police officer. I still have the same issues that I have. We have so much rough waters under our bridge, and I do wonder often if we're crazy for trying this again. You want back in. Most definitely. Because you're sitting in an apartment by yourself and you don't like it. It totally sucks. Yeah, so one of the things we always ask the guests, if, if you, if just time went away and you had one question to ask me, what would be that pivotal question? And yours was, how do I get her back? How do I make her trust me that I'm different? Correct. Right, did I, I get that right? I my team. When I come home, I feel like it's me versus them. Yeah. Her and the kids, like she always has to protect the kids and I want her with me and then us to be a family. Okay, and you went into protective mode because you needed to protect. Exactly, yes. My and your question for me was what? I want to know how we can make our marriage get back on track, be where we need to be, and my children be protected, and our home be peaceful. Yeah. How do we get past all the pain and the control and the work stress that he has? Okay, and have you and done anything on? about that in the time that you've been apart? We are actually in marriage counseling. Right, and, and that's why I'm giving you guys a, a big thumbs up. You think you've made some changes. Have you acknowledged the problems? I, I know the problems. It's Tell us what they are. My problem I is... I have a list. I'm checking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my problem is when I come home, you know, I do the job. I'm out there busting my butt for these guys. These are the people I love. And then when I come home, I'm just another person. They don't... 
I don't feel I'm respected in my own home. And, but that and, sounds like you say it's, the, it's them that has the problem. I have the problem of how to deal with that. I mean, I... I didn't like that answer. Okay. What do you think of that answer? <laughs> I'm grading your paper here. I told you that up front. You said, I have a problem because I come home and they don't do right. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm no, trying to get you where you want to go. But you got to be willing to you got to be willing to take an unvarnished look at yourself along the way. You said, "I come home and they don't do right," and you didn't just say that. Now I'm not just picking on your words. You also said it when we interviewed you, and you said she doesn't listen when I'm talking about the job. She makes me feel like she doesn't want to be part of me. I'm in the wrong situation. That she doesn't care. That she's not sensitive to me and my situation. Exactly. When I come home and I try to talk to her about something. She should, she'll tell me what she feels or she, she thinks about the situation. And I'm just like, I want you to listen to me. I just want to let this go so that I can come home and be a dad, be a father. So when you say you want her to listen, you mean that literally. You don't want her to talk. You don't want her to have an opinion. You don't want her to weigh in. You want her to stand there at attention, perhaps, and listen to what you have to say. I just want her to, I just want to debrief from the day. I just Why don't want you to... throw up against the wall and tell her to spread them, pat her down? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's your point. He comes home in cop mode, right? Yes, he does. He can't let it go. Are you taking yourself too seriously? Uh, and it is a serious job. And, and you know, if you've watched this show, I am a huge fan and supporter of the police and the firemen and the first-line responders in every way. I've done charity events for them. We've raised money. I so appreciate you guys putting yourself in harm's way. Having said that, are you taking yourself too seriously? Obviously so. I don't feel that I am. I feel like... I'm the old tie, but obviously I'm not. I mean, well, you say he comes home in cop mode. Yeah, he comes home in cop mode. There, we don't have a downtime. And one of my sisters married a cop. And he took himself, he became a cop right when they got married. I'd call the house and say, hey, it's me, is my sister there? Uh, she departed the premises 15 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, she was last seen heading east at 3rd and Main. Uh, blue vehicle. So are you kidding me? Is she there or not? You know, I mean, it was that way all the time. No, with me, it's not like that. I don't feel like it's like that. If I tell you how to shift gears on this, you gonna do it? I will listen, yes. Well, <laughs> that's a big maybe. All right, let's take a break. We're gonna come back and talk about how Wendy feels when Ty disciplines the kids like he's busting them on the street. We'll be right back. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. Have you ever felt abused by the system? She says she found herself battered and in jail after a routine airport security check. He slams my head against the table. My God, I'm I... getting beaten up. She is mad as hell, and she's going to do something about it. Suing is as American as the American Revolution. To sue or not to sue? Find out how fuming consumers are fighting back. This just seems crazy to me. That's tomorrow. When you're on the street as a police officer, you're given a certain level of respect. When the children or even Wendy would come to me and not give me the respect that I thought I deserved, you just lose it. We're talking about a, how to fireproof your marriage and dealing with the damaging effects of extreme jobs. And listen, extreme, it, it's kind of like somebody says, what's, what's minor surgery? It's something they do on somebody else. 
everybody's job is extreme to them if they're invested in it. So I know that you have the same situations in your lives at home. Many couples battling stress can relate to the toll that this can take on a marriage. Now, Ty and Wendy were married for 11 years. And as you see them here, is he not a delightful guy? I mean, absolutely, he's a delightful guy. And, and she is a lovely woman. But together, it just didn't work. Now, he's a police officer, and she says that he just couldn't turn off his job. And he says, well, she just wasn't doing right when I got home. She needed to listen and let me unload. She says he brought a lot of anger home and directed it toward the kids. When it comes to disciplining our children, it's his way or no way. You spend all day chasing after the bad, and you go home, and you're just dead. There's no badge. So when your child looks at you and won't do what you tell you to do, you almost respond as a police officer at times. And it's almost like the Incredible Hulk, like, you don't understand, don't make me angry. And then it's just like I have too much force for what the little instance is going on. He's had a week that's really bad. He's had to work a lot of overtime. He's had a lot of criminal activity that he's had to deal with. Then we all know that hey, we need to just leave dad alone, let him have his space, or he's gonna get angry. Okay, so he's not shifting gears well. No, he doesn't Because shift. his demeanor, you can imagine, works well on the street with, you know, criminals, ne'er-do-wells, and suspects. Yes. That, that you probably, you need an authoritative posture on the street, right? Yes. Yeah, and do you, do you think maybe that your children perceive that in you, that that, that you have this, you're, you're managing by intimidation? I can see it and how they react to me. They just do you back think, down, they Do you go think that's her. what they're perceiving? Yeah. That's our, what you're perceiving? Yeah, our children won't talk to him about anything. If there's an issue or a problem, it goes through mom, who mom goes to dad. There's no communication. And so to, to start a to-do list here, the, the thing that you need to do is to acknowledge either, you're, you start out by saying, well, she's not doing right. She's just not letting me vent and, and offload all of this. Um, and what I'm saying to you is I don't think that's the problem here. I think the problem is you're not shifting gears when you go from your professional profile to your teddy bear, dad, husband, soft place to fall, protector, nurturer. You're not making that shift when you come through the door. Is that possible? Oh, it, without a doubt. When I come home and they back away from me, it just, it just infuriates me even more. Even as much as I love them and I want to be there for them, and they're backing away and they go to her, it's just, it's, I, I feel disrespected out of it. Well, but you understand you create your own experience, right? Without a doubt. You teach people how to treat you, engage them in a certain way that they respond in a certain way. Correct. And, and you do have to have different modes. I mean, I spent most of my life playing football before I got married to Robin, but if she was blocking the TV, I didn't throw a cut block on her. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, well, yeah, yeah. I, had, I had to shift gears. And if you think that I'm Dr. Phil at home? <laughs> no, let me tell you. Because she'll turn around the kitchen and say, don't you Dr. Phil me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't you Dr. Phil me, buddy. True? It's true. Uh, see her pointing? Very true. See how natural that is? That's like a gun. Look at it. It's true. Uh, she, and she's like two-fisted sometimes. <laughs> don't you Dr. Phil me. Um, I have to make the same shift because, you know, I, I'm here, the clock is ticking, your life is important, you've asked me for help, I'm gonna cut to the chase and tell you what I think. You, you have to shift gears when you get home and you're not doing that. I understand. What would it mean to you if he did that? If he left that, if he took his gun and his badge, both literally and 
attitude-wise, at the door, and he was the guy you fell in. It'd be wonderful to what have a little mean? peace in our home. It would be, I can't even give you words. Look him in the eye. I want you to look me in the eye. Don't look away. Don't look at me. Don't either one of you look at me. Tell him what it would mean to feel safe enough with him that you could put your arms around his neck and lay your head on his chest and not be afraid. It would change my world completely to have a tender, soft husband that could leave the job at home and the anger and the control. It, there's not even words to tell you. It's just, it would be life-changing for us. I want to do it. Because nothing matters more in this world than you and my kids. And I know my actions don't show that, but you guys are the only reason why I'm out there doing the things that I do. I don't want to be a cop at home. I want you with me and me not feeling like you're against me and you're with the kids. When we come back, I'm going to tell them exactly what I think they need to do to make this work. Well, we're back with Ty and Wendy, and they're discussing whether they should get back together or stay divorced. Now, there are three children in this home, just absolutely delightful children. There's 11-year marriage here. This has been a big part of your adult lives. Yes. I mean, you, you think back to how young you were and, and all and, and what great hopes that you had, uh, and you ran it off in the ditch. And I got five things that I want you to do to make this work. And you can say this to your marriage counselor. You can tell them exactly what I said. I'm happy to talk to your counselor. Uh, what, whatever will help this happen. But this ain't my first rodeo, and I, I know what needs to happen. And the first thing you got to do is you have to make a list of every conflict, every problem area. And it's not enough to just know it in your mind and your heart. You have to write it down. I want you to write it down because you're going to have to go through those things and see if you can find something that you can both be excited about. And look, there's no point in lying and telling each other what you want to hear because if you can't get square on one of these issues, and it's kind of like premarital counseling except even more important because you had one bite at the apple and you blew it. So now you've got to really get your ducks in a row going in. Second, you need to set up an environment that is programmed to have a phenomenal family. And one of the key elements of having a phenomenal family is figuring out the role for everybody in the family, especially the kids. The kids need to have a role in the family that they recognize such that they can say at night when they go to bed, if I wasn't here, it wouldn't be okay. I have an important job in this family. Third, you have to embrace the formula for success in a relationship. And let me tell you what it is. The formula for success in a relationship is this. The quality of a relationship is a function of the extent to which it meets the needs of the two people involved. That means you have two jobs. You have to figure out what your needs are and you have to teach them to him. And you have to figure out what her needs are and you need to go in pursuit of learning those and mastering those and giving her a gift of meeting those things. 
And then you need to do the same thing for him. You have needs he just didn't meet. True? Oh, yeah. You, and you know what they are. Oh, yeah. And, and you had needs that she wasn't meeting. This isn't all about you straightening up. You did have needs. You, you, had to, you had to reconnect with something that was safer than where you were. Right. Fourth, you have to forgive everything that's happened so far. That's a big one. That's why I'm looking at you. <laughs> that's a you, very big one. It is. But there's no point in going back into this if you can't do that. These are both necessary and sufficient to sustain this. You have to be willing to say, not, when you say you forgive him, it doesn't mean everything you've done is okay. It doesn't mean everything you've done is okay. It just means I'm going to let you and me be free of that so we can start again. So we can start again. You've said a lot of things in anger in this relationship. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and I'm not quoting those things here. I have them because you were forthcoming about them as, as you were, and I'm not going to repeat them here because that's not in your best interest. You need forgiving. And you may need some forgiving as well. But if you can't do that, there's no point in getting back in with somebody that you resent. I agree. And fifth, you have to make a commitment to stability for this family. You don't play at this. If you get back in, you get back in for good. These children do not need a revolving door family. They don't need to wonder, well, they're here this week, gone that week. Going to be here at Christmas, not be here for my birthday. They need stability. Those are five things you got to do in this. And I will tell you this. If you can do those big five, this deal will work. And, and that's what I want. I, I want us to be stable. I want her to be able to trust me that I have the best interest of our family. I mean, that's what's in me. I mean, it's always been in me. It's just walking it out is the... I... Proof of the pudding is in the eating. Really, it's doing it. I know you want it. But, you know, if you put me in the cockpit of a 747 at 40,000 feet alone, I would really want to land that airplane. <laughs> right. But all the want to in the world wouldn't get me on the ground in one piece. Somebody's going to need to tell me how to do it. And I'd get real busy learning. Oh, yeah. If I was in a scream and dive, you are. It's time. Most definitely. All right, next, we're going to give you a look at Fireproof. It's a new movie starring Kirk Cameron, and it's about the same kind of situation that we're talking about here today, and your life may be on fire. Kirk will be here when we come back. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> 
Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're talking to couples who are in the midst of a marital crisis caused by a spouse in an extreme job. And that extreme job can be anything. You can be an accountant, you can be a waitress, you can be a doctor, a firefighter, a police officer, a candlestick maker, whatever. If the stress and demand is on you and you bring it home, you can contaminate that relationship. Now there's a new movie that's coming out today and it's called Fireproof. And the storyline is exactly what we're dealing with here. Now the star of this film is no stranger to you. In fact, He's pretty much grown up in front of our eyes. He started out as a child actor at the age of nine. By the time he was 15, he became a TV icon playing Michael Seaver on the hit series Growing Pains. Now, he remained in the role for seven years and became a teen idol along the way. He was on Teen Beat and Tiger Magazine. He was a, he was a happening dude. Uh, he's now a family man himself, married with six children. Here's a clip of his new movie, Fireproof. We have a car on the train tracks. Notify the train dispatcher to stop all trains in progress. Roosevelt Command, be advised, we are currently unable to make contact with the train dispatcher. We will No, no, no! We don't have time! Come on, we're gonna have to push it out of the way! Let's go, let's go! All right, let's go! Push! Push! Oh, it's not rolling, we gotta drag it out! We're out of we gotta pick this up! All right, grab the front! Grab the front. Lift on three. One, two, three. Let's go. We're getting on the track. One, two, three. Again. One, two, three. to have with us Kurt Cameron. Have a seat. Wow. Very wow. exciting scene from that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was close, huh? Yeah, that was close. <laughs> Train that big, that fast, anywhere close by is close enough. Yeah, we especially you know, feel that now in LA because of what just happened recently. I mean, we know that can get very, very, very serious. So you are very passionate about this movie. This isn't just like a project you went and, and decided to do. You put a lot of yourself into this. Why was this so important to you storyline-wise? Well, storyline-wise, uh, I've been married for 17 years. Uh, I married my on-screen girlfriend, uh, Chelsea Noble, and we have six kids. And so I've, I've got a, a big life myself. I know what it's like to be gone from home a lot, traveling. And marriage is the number one priority in my life. 
and I want to do a movie that's going to be able to reach out beyond just me and my family and touch other people uh, to heal marriages. Well, you've talked to many firefighters about their marriages. What, what do you hear the most? Well, uh, a lot of what we've been hearing on this program today. With a job, like a, a police officer or a fireman, you have two different lives that start to, to come to, to the surface. You realize it's no longer the, the two as one flesh. It's like two different people getting further and further apart in two separate lives, separate, separate friends, separate uh, experiences, and um, then not being able to turn it off when they come home. Uh, unmet expectations, and it's disastrous for so many. Yeah, because and I want people to understand, because I, I think this is a terrific movie. I think it's a terrific storyline. I think you do a great job in it, and I hope everybody uh, will go see it. But I want them to know that this is a movie, like so many of the projects you're involved in, that does have a message. It does have a meaning and a purpose. It's just beyond entertainment, right? That's right. Um, the, the movie is a, it's an action-packed uh, love story between this firefighter and his wife and this marriage that he wants to rescue. Um, but, but really, it's, it's a movie where when you go there, people are going to be walking out of the theater, I think, saying, I've been watching myself in the mirror. I have fought like that. I have said those words. I desperately need forgiveness, and I need an overhaul of not only my marriage, but just myself. I need to be a different guy. And uh, I think people are going to relate a lot yeah. to this movie. Because when that stress comes inside the house, it makes a huge difference. Here's another clip from the movie Fireproof. Uh, that Ty and Wendy can relate to. In this one, Kirk's character has a marriage that needs saving, just like we've been talking about. All right, you think I, I put out house fires for myself or, or rushed to car wrecks at 2 a.m. for myself or pull a child's body out of a lake for myself? You have no idea what I go through. Oh, yeah, but what do you do around here other than watch TV and waste time on the Internet? Shut up! I'm sick of you! You disrespectful, ungrateful, selfish woman! How dare you say that to me? You constantly nag me and you drain the life out of me! I'm tired of it! If you can't give me the respect I deserve, look at me! Then what's the point of this marriage? That was a hard scene for you to do, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, that, that's not... Uh, the kind of you attitude. You just looked at I me think. like, how do I know that? <laughs> how did you know that? It was difficult, yeah. I, I've always said to myself, you don't go there. You're not going to go there. You don't just be, turn into a, an ugly beast on the person that you love most. Mm -hmm. But um, I know that that is all too real for a lot of people yeah. because you just, you just, it just wells up and it comes out like a volcano. What was your reaction to that scene? We have had many of those kind of scenes in our home. What's it feel like watching that with someone else doing it, Ty? The guy looks like a total jerk, like the one person he should care about, he could care less about. It's not a pleasant feeling at all. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to add a woman who's been married to a firefighter, and she feels abandoned because she says he puts his job first. We're going to talk to her when we get back. We were married 14 years before he started the fire academy. After a few months into it, his attitude changed. I feel like his ego has gotten bigger since he started there. I feel like I'm not good enough for him. Tomorrow 
on an all-new Dr. Phil. Was she abused by the system? She says she found herself battered after an airport security check. I'm Boy, getting beaten up. This just seems crazy to me. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445-866-437-7445-We're talking about how to fireproof your marriage and how couples who are having relationship problems can find the right tools to keep their family together. Now, Kelly is married and their relationship is in trouble. Now, he's been a firefighter and Kelly feels like a single mom. Take a look. My husband's a fireman. We were married 14 years before he started the fire academy. After a few months into it, we just started having problems communicating. His attitude changed. I feel like this job is really important to him and right now I think it's a center of his attention. You can work up to 80 hours a week. Sometimes I feel that things at home don't matter too much to him. I feel like his ego has gotten bigger since he started there. My self-esteem has gone down a lot since he got onto the fire department. I feel like I'm not good enough for him. I don't want him to quit. I know he's always wanted to do this. This is his dream. I just want to learn how to deal with it. You can relate to the clips that, that you're seeing from this really thought-provoking movie, I suspect. Yes, I can. Uh, what's your reaction as you see it portrayed by Kirk as he plays that character, Caleb? I can relate to, you know, spending the time that he spends in his career away from the family. It's really put a strain on us. And he's not here today? No. Why? He's working. What do you want from him that you don't get? I think I want more attention because before he got on the fire department, we were on the same schedules, and we had the weekends off. We had more time together as a family. If, um, do you think he would see this movie with you? Yes, I think he would see it. I mean, I, what's been the reaction of firefighters and people that you, you've talked to about the movie and what you're doing in it? Uh, the reaction's been great. In fact, we've got uh, quite a few firefighters in the audience uh, today, and uh, many of them have been saying, man, I I've been there. I know what that's like, that uh, it's pretty true to life. Sometimes when we play those back for people here on the show, seeing it on screen gives them an objectivity from it. And I wonder if, if as the, the firefighters and all first-line responders, all, all of those people that put their lives on the line and then have to go from an amazing adrenaline rush to the, frankly, the annoy, annoyances and tediums of chores and home and things of that nature and have trouble shifting those gears, I really think as people watch this, they're, they're going to get some objectivity from it and come away with some strategies about how to deal with it. I sure hope so. Um, we, we had one uh, fire, uh, I'm sorry, a police officer friend of mine who saw that fight scene and he uh, had tears in his eyes just watching that fight scene yeah. because uh, he just felt like that. That was me. That was me two years ago. Yeah. We do have firefighters and their wives uh, in our audience today. Carl has been with the Pasadena Fire Department for 19 years, and he's about to celebrate 12 years of marriage with Karen. Uh, it's not always easy to make that transition back home, is it? If we don't take control 
of ourselves as men, when we come home and give to our families and give to our wives, this is what, what ends up happening. Yeah. What it is. Uh, we, we need the firemen, we need the policemen. We have to have that to have order and safety in our society. But we've got to be willing to step up and, and help these men and women make that transition and help their families. Uh, I know uh, my plane was the first civilian aircraft allowed into New Orleans after Katrina uh, because we were asked to come down there by the first line responders because they had had a number of suicides in a short period of time. And we spent time there with those firefighters and policemen, I mean, some of them were sleeping 30 and 40 in a 1,500 square foot house, just stacked on the floors with no utilities, of course, uh, and working 20 hour shifts going around. And then, uh, you know, when it's all over, everybody's kind of like back to normal and they have all of this residual, all this pressure, all this residue built up. And, and frankly, you, you see things folks just shouldn't have to see and it's, it's hard to get that out of your mind. My family is more important. I love my job. I'm grateful that I get to do it. I've been blessed with this career. I love every minute of it, but I love my family and my wife more. And you have a strategy of giving him some space, right? I do. You know, I can't imagine just the things that he, he sees. And so when he comes home, I just ask him, how was your day yesterday? You know, what went on? And if he wants to talk, then I need to be there to listen. And even if it's something that's it's gruesome, he needs to unload that. And I want to be his partner. He has partners there at the job, but I am his partner till death do us part. And so I want to hear what he has to say. And if he doesn't want to speak, then I let him go and detox and, and have his space. It's really nice because things get really fixed around the house. So that, that's the thing that he does. He uses his hands and he goes and gets physical and, and that's great. And then he comes back, but. Because you know if he's had a bad call and it's been out there, and you know it too with your husband, right, Kelly? Yes. You know it. All right, next, uh, what can save a relationship from the brink of divorce? We'll talk about that when we come back. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by... To get more of the fiber you need every day, try Fiber Choice. With the natural fiber found in fruits and vegetables and four times more fiber than fiber pills, Fiber Choice, the smart choice for the most fiber. Travel consideration provided by... To help avoid dental problems, I give patients Act-Restoring mouthwash. Act kills germs, restores minerals, and strengthens enamel. Act, the one dentists believe in. Well, I'm here with Kirk Cameron, who's starring in the new movie, Fireproof. It's out today. Put it on your list to do. It's something you, you want to see. Uh, now, Kirk's brought along several of the key players from behind the scenes of this film, and that's really important because this truly uh, was a labor of love and a labor of passion. Now, Alex Kendricks is a movie's director, and he and his brother Stephen wrote the screenplay. Uh, Michael Catt is the executive producer, and John White is a retired task force commander for the Los Angeles Fire Department and currently a chaplain who also worked as a consultant uh, on the film. Now, uh, Alex, what was behind doing this? 
You know, you, you know as well as I do that marriages in this culture are being devalued, watered down, called a piece of paper. And we want to bring a standard and honor back to marriage. And uh, so doing this movie is one way to, to, to put a message out there of hope and, and inspiration and faith for, for couples to say, hey, marriage is worth honoring and fighting for. And, and you say that that, that, uh, that that saying, never leave your partner behind, is, is a very important thing. It is. You know, uh, it's now national policy for firefighters, two in, two out. When they go to a fire, you stay with your partner, you go in and you come out. And, uh, and that applies to marriage as well. You're going to go through fire. You know, the meaning of fireproof is not that fire will never come, but when it comes, you can withstand it. And the only way to do that is to, to purpose to stay together, to have a higher standard than living just for yourself and meeting the other person's needs. Michael, you say that, that forgiveness and unconditional love is a real message in this movie. Oh, absolutely. I, I think people give up. Uh, one of the messages in the movie is she's getting bad counsel. All her friends are saying, get a divorce. He's getting good counsel. And uh, he's getting the counsel to love and to forgive. And I think who we listen to affects how we look at our marriage. We are influenced by the voices around us. And we need to pay attention to the people that are telling us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. Yeah, you bet. John, you, as, particularly in the position as a chaplain, you've kind of seen it from both sides, but you say that there's lots of training for firefighting but not training for marriage, and that that's why we're in such a, a high divorce rate here. That's right. We train, uh, we take our new men and we send them through 13 weeks of training, extensive training, and we put them in the station, and for a year we train them more, and then they're just starting to get to become a firefighter. I went to a conference where they had uh, leaders uh, in, in ministries and so forth, 1,500 men. And the man asked, um, how many of you have had an example of how to be a, 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 of a husband, uh, how to be a father? And probably out of 1,500 uh, men that were in leadership, there was maybe 15 to 20 hands went up. None of them had any training and how to, how to honor their wife or treat them with respect. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, 35 years. 35 years. We'll be right back. We do our shows in front of a live audience, and we have a great time here, don't we, everybody? So if you want to be in the Dr. Phil audience, go to drphil.com and click on be in the audience or call 323-461-PHIL, 323-461-7445. We'll see you right here. For more information on today's show on marital issues, go to drphil.com. I'm going to have the five points that I discussed with you, Ty and Wendy, on there today. Uh, you can join an online community and talk to others that are going through the same things. We've been talking about these first-line responders today, but it's all about stress and pressure in a marriage. And I've said so many times, when you enter a relationship, you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to contribute to it or you're going to contaminate it. And you need to ask yourself, are you a contributor or a contaminator? Do you need to heal some things within yourself so you don't make your family, family pay for it? I want to thank all of our guests for being on the show today, and especially Kirk Cameron and all the filmmakers from the movie Fireproof. I mean, it's absolutely delightful.
And these, this, this wonderful group of filmmakers are giving all of our audience members a gift bag today, including the book Fireproof Your Life and a copy of The Love Dare, uh, as well as some other things. And a special thanks to all the firefighters and their wives who are in our audience today. We don't tell you enough how much we appreciate what you do. If you want to work on your marriage, repairing it, go to drphil.com. Tell us your story. Uh, you may wind up here. All right. Thanks for being here. So long. And a special thanks to all the firefighters and their wives who are in our audience today. We don't tell you enough how much we appreciate what you do. If you want to work on your marriage, repairing it, go to drphil.com. Tell us your story. Uh, you may wind up here. All right. Thanks for being here. So long.